0: Hello all! The West Coast Infidels are back with another episode of the 2023 World Cup Series. In the first part of the series, we had reviewed each of the squads, their key players and their prospects. In this second part, we will be reviewing and previewing some of the matches while making our predictions of likely winners for the games. In this first episode of the second phase, we will review the games played in the first round, games 1 through 5, and preview the games for the next two rounds, games 6 through 15. Let us jump into the reviews of the first five games. The first was New Zealand and England. We talked about it briefly in our last episode. would love to hear more about what you guys think about that game. Yeah, Rachin
1: Ravindra uh, battered like a young Yuraj Singh, and Rahul Ravid said he was more the chin from Sachin. It was just clean hitting. Fearless cricket and England's bowling was really sad to watch. Vokes was all over the place. This is not the works who bowls in England. This is not the works who Ashwin talked so highly about his cricketing acumen. He was absolutely clueless. Joss Butler had the facial expressions of Rajasthan Royals in a very bad year. The whole thing was just sad to watch. And the spin bowling, we kind of know that the league is ready for Moeen Ali. As Blasant pointed out, you need a wicketkeeper with a number seven jersey to know how to use Moin and Butler isn't it. That's but even Adil uh, took a pastry. And Conway's batting reminds me of KL Rahul. The guy has gears. He starts very slowly, and at will can accelerate. And when he accelerates, he just leaves everyone behind. just clean cricketing shots in the V, just clinical execution. It's 283, it was the score, right? Yeah, is it par? I mean, perhaps not par for England, but okay, good enough for India perhaps. But the way New Zealand just completely took them down. I think England also has the same problem that Australia has below par bowling, particularly the
2: spinners. I think uh, they've decided that they would just stick with their bat all the way till number 11. But that formula fails if you can't put up 350 to 400. And 280 doesn't get you there. Uh, In this case, 282. I think the fundamental issue that uh, England basically had in this last game was none of the batters went on to make that really big, you know, 130, 150, daddy 100 category, right? You know, Joe Root was the only one who came close, and the other guy who was sort of hitting fluently was Butler, but then you know by the time Butler was into bat, it was slightly late in the day, anyways, right? So I think England have this job at hand. Their top order, the Bearstows, the Harry Brooks, they all have to fire, and somebody has to back big. I don't know if Stokes is fit enough to play the next game, but if he is, yeah, I mean, he could maybe figure in there as a possible you know beginnings player but if if he's not playing for the next few games they need to find that that batter who can and of course they've got to do I mean they've got to bowl better they need to come up with better bowling plans I mean their their bowlers are only that good I mean Mohin. I mean we discussed this last time as well he will give you a four ball every over that is him that is how yeah. he's always been but Adil Rashid's better than that I mean He was literally thumped out of the attack. He could possibly do better. And then, of course, you know, you know, at least between Reese Topley and David Willey, they could consider giving somebody else a turn in the next game to see that kind of makes a difference. You're right about the observations you made about Butler. He, a very transparent looking guy. He does not have a poker face. So he could, you could see that he was like getting pissed here and there, you know just did one random decisions here and there. So yeah, so I think you know Butler will have to also sort of figure out a way to provide leadership when things aren't going his way. We'll see how that goes. I mean, they lose another one like this. I think the English press will start pushing for, you know, replacing Butler with Stokes uh, mid tournament. I, I want to see that happen. That meltdown would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> One thing that I want to call out like Alan said, the two eighty was not par for England. Yes. And it was not par for England because of Mitchell Santner. When you pick up two for thirty-seven in ten overs really? and everybody is going for runs, that changes the complexion of the game. Which is why three fifty became two eighty, because they really couldn't get going. He picked up wickets in the middle. And then of course they gave away wickets to Glenn Phillips.
2: Yeah. Which didn't help either. That too yeah that reverse
0: seat. not only really that this whole business of Stokes coming back, who will they drop? The only person they can drop is Harry Brooke, who was look uh, who was probably one of the more fluent players on the other day. So they have some issues. I mean, the only thing that I can think is they'll probably get folks out and bring in Topley or Willie. they're really game.
2: desperate. they manufacture an injury for someone and bring back
0: that I suspect that will happen if they lose three games out of the first five. Hmm. Because then qualification becomes a question mark. Then they'll get scared. Then they'll yeah. do all these things. But until then...
2: That, that may be possible, right? I mean, if you look at the way New Zealand's schedule has been fixed and how England's has been, New Zealand has three easy games in the next, like, seven or eight days. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we are looking at a realistic possibility where New Zealand will basically have eight points and sitting pretty at the top of the table. Okay. Already they've got wonderful NRR, top of the table. So, New Zealand, the the luck of the schedule has gone with them. So, that is additional pressure for England.
1: By the way, the schedule for uh, England is only matched by the schedule for Australia. Australia, Mm -hmm. they play South Africa. Their first four or five games are all tough. Tough ones. Yeah. So, come game 15, come game 25, I think we have a real possibility of either one or both Looking very dicey to make it to the semi-finals.
0: I think all the teams have to be very careful about one potential banana peel. Maybe not the Netherlands, but Afghanistan and Bangladesh are more than capable of pulling the rug from under their feet of somebody.
2: England's uh, next two games are, by the way, Bangladesh followed by Afghanistan.
0: Uh, England is playing Bangladesh at Mohali, right? At and yes.
2: Afghanistan in Kotla Stadium.
0: Yeah, at Dharamsala where that track was spinning. Because, what the heck
2: they've done to the stadium?
0: How did how did the ICC approve
1: that ground if the outfield is so bad? Yeah, good point.
0: I suspect these guys only focus on the pitches. If you look at the yeah. ground, it looked like a beautiful green base. It'll be very clean. The problem started happening when Tuskin started running and then the surface started exploding. And guess what? They can't move... The games now, it's too late to move the games. Yeah, that cannot be done. And it's also too late to repair the situation. That's what's even worse for these guys. Anyway, let's move on to the second game of the round, which is Pakistan and Netherlands. That was a game that was supposed to be a cakewalk for the Pakistanis. I thought they got surprised in the beginning. They had their test specialist, Saud Shakil pull them out of trouble. Bas Delhi showed... He can bowl as well as his dad. Picked up four wickets. And we saw the batting from the Netherlands. They were looking far better than I thought they would be. They didn't get overwrought by the Pakistani bowling. Of course, I was very surprised to see Shaheen Shafridi give so much wit to Vikramjeet Singh, who was just thrashing anything that was a little wide. He's the World Cup version of Shivam Dube. His feet are set in cement. They don't move an inch. But when he hit it, the ball went. And Bastaleed is a superb player. And I think Pakistan dodged a bullet because the Teja Nidamanuru's hook landed works, in the hands of a field could have been very different. The one thing that I don't know is whether Logan Banbeek is he hurt or he's fit. He was limping in that game towards the end. Hmm. Your thoughts?
1: We have talked about Netherlands, Bangladesh, Afghanistan, all derailing a team. I think they came... I wouldn't say they came very, very close, but they... They gave Pakistan a scare. I don't think it was it was a easy win for Pakistan. They had to work for it. Correct. And I think Jared Kimber said that the two deletes now have taken 16% of all wickets for the Netherlands in ODIs. He came good with the bat as well. I mean, the predictions that, you know, wasn't dead, all came true. I'm curious to see how far Netherlands will go. I think they... Gave themselves a fairly decent count of themselves.
0: See, what happened is their two best batters didn't score. Yeah. The HR didn't score, Scott Edwards didn't score. And that makes a difference.
2: The ball that Harris Roth bowled to Scott Edwards was like a brilliant uh, ball, right? First ball duck, correct? Mm-hmm. I, and th- that's the sort of peak that somebody like a Harris Roth uh, is sometimes capable of. Mm-hmm. And that one over, he, he kind of showed it. He was whipping 146, 148 speeds. You know, first up, Scott Edwards. He was just completely beat up for pace. I and mean, he's not a bad player. Something good. Freedy was off and on. But Harris Roth has hit form, which is good. They need it. The other thing that they really need quickly is for the openers to start firing. I mean, Fakar Zaman hasn't fired in a bit. He did not fire at the Asia Cup. He didn't fire here as well. And and really, it it, it is down to Babar and Rizwan batting at three and four respectively to you know sort of bail them out, and that's been that's kind of been their pattern in the past, except in this game against the Netherlands, even Babar didn't make runs, so they had to kind of go back to, you know, South Chakil, who, which by the way, he was a surprise pick in the first place, that 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 he even played the game. So I think you know some some reflection has happened in the Pakistan camp. And they're like, yeah, we need to beef up this middle order. These openers aren't doing their job. So I think that is a bit of an Achilles heel for the Pakistani team management. And these are things that they need to fix if they want to win against the, the higher ranked teams.
0: So they are playing against Sri Lanka at the same venue in the next game. So it's a game that they... Could uh, use to experiment. Although Sri Lanka beat them in Sri Lanka, but that's a completely different ball game. So I think the Sri Lankan team is just a weak shadow here.
2: It sets up the next weekend game well between India and Pakistan as well, so, because Pakistan would have played Lanka. I backed them to win for what it's worth, and in India would have pay, played uh, Afghanistan in the in the meantime before they line up against each other.
0: I would prefer Pakistan to not attain corner tiger status. After two games, they can attain it after three games. yeah, exactly. What do you think about Bangladesh and Afghanistan?
2: Yeah, I had some high hopes from the Afghans. I expected better from Gurbaz, for sure. They sort of let me down. The spinners were highly touted. But there wasn't enough going on in that game for me to like, okay, that was an interesting game. I don't know if we have sort of overestimated the Afghan team, given how... One-sided that whole Bangladesh game was. Talks?
1: Why is Rashid Khan batting at eight? Are, are there, you know, batters above him that are far better than him? I mean, uh, it's all very bizarre. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize that Mehdi Hassan Miraz is a all-rounder. I thought he was a top-order bat who can bowl a bit. Maybe it was a surprise for him as well. He <laughs> came good. He came good with the bat uh, as well as the uh, ball and shanto is looking good and the net run rate for bangladesh i think they won in, you know before over in, the, in over 35 yeah so it's a huge it's, boost for them
2: it's it's funny right i mean the fact that uh, Mehdi hasan batted at 3 and shanto batted at 4 so as a turn i mean from what i understand this whole fight that happened between tamim Iqbal and shakib and shakib's reluctance to Allowed the meme to open the innings was primarily because he wanted Mehdi Hassan to do the job. He made a hundred, I think, batting uh, opening uh, in one of the lead-up games as well. Funnily enough, they chose to open with the young kid, the the other Tanzeed, and and Litton. Litton, I think, is still, I mean, he's been opening for a while, so it makes a lot of sense. But I still think you know, they should consider using either Shanto or Mehdi Hassan to open if, if they really want to stick with the Litton. So I found that a little surprising. I also expected that Shakib would bat a little up in the order. He did that in the 2019 World Cup, if you remember made 500 plus runs or something, right? Made a lot of runs. I don't know. I can't remember how many. He did that batting in the top order as well. The Bangladeshis have changed a couple of things, but guess what? It worked sort of beautifully for them. And Medhi Hassan, he discovered some skills with the ball as well, like you say, Anand.
0: (laughs) So, So I remember Anand calling out the Afghanistan batting during our previews that they just don't bat well. They have a poor mm. net run rate, and they rely on scoring 200, 220, and then using their spinners to, to lock down cho- the opposition. Mm. Now, what happened here is when you score 150, you don't have that width to get your spinners to break through. And they didn't play Noor Ahmed. I thought they should have played Noor Ahmed against Bangladesh, but I do think that Afghanistan's batting is very poor. Yeah. And they're going to have a very tough time against the stronger bowling sides. Yeah. Now, yeah. what also happened was they were rolling along pretty well and shakib noticed it, came on, got rid of Ibrahim Zadran and then he came back again and took another wicket. Team.
1: Ramad Shah.
0: Ramad Shah. So he came in every time Afghanistan was trying to repair things and move ahead and pull the plug there on them. Yeah. Yeah. And... Then they just ran through. Miraz, Mehdi Hassan Miraz actually came in as a bowler first and then as a batter. Uh-huh. If you remember, he took a five against India in an ODA match and he also hit yes. 85. He also took many wickets in that Mirpur test that was won by yes. Ashwin, Ashwin, and Ashwin the right? Short right? game yeah.
2: he, he bowled well. Yes. Indeed. He bowled
0: very well. There are there's another guy called Mahedi Hassan who yeah. was very upset because he was given the short shift by the selectors. But these two guys are good bowlers. And Shoriful Islam and Taskin Ahmed form a reasonably good opening bear. Plus you add fizz; it's a full bowling attack. Okay. And then Shakib is there. So if they get their act together, if they don't lose their heads,
2: who it can yeah. be
0: more than just a spoiler here.
2: Particularly with the, the Sena teams.
0: It depends upon where they catch the Australians, where they catch the English. English. but and even where the they New Zealanders. Yeah, yeah. And even the New Zealanders. I don't know about the South Africans. Let's go <laughs> to the South Africans. During the preview, Anand said, if any three they of were. them hmm. hit, then it's going to be mayhem.
2: You know, Game 1, it was proved. So, yeah, Nostradamus, Salem.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 they did it at will. I mean, I just watched that. I was following that innings. I saw the way they accelerated. They were very casual. They were five and a half. It became six. And the way they were batting, Rasi and QDK, it was very clear. These guys had it today. It was just amazing. And the way they bumped up their run rate, it was so casual. Mind you, Classen and Miller didn't get going fully.
2: They didn't have enough balls yeah. left over for them to...
0: What a player. What a terrific innings that was. Road notwithstanding against a, a Sri Lankan attack, as Jared Kimber says, the fourth best bowler onwards, given that they didn't have Tikshina, they didn't have Hasaranga, they didn't have yeah. Chavira. But it was a thrashing. So look at the
2: strike rates. Quinton Decock, 119. Rassi, 98. Aiden Markram 196. And Classen uh, 160. I think it was Makram who made the difference, right? Like, Markram how they were, they were chugging along they, at the 5.5 mark and how they managed to get it to the 8.
1: They scored 320 runs in the last 30 overs. There you go. This was non-stop assault.
0: <laughs> and the best part is shots. Many of them yeah, were yeah. along the ground, proper cricketing like shot, no cricket. slogging. Mm. I have
2: to say, I mean, we're, we're spending so much time talking about the the South African batting. I must add that I was super surprised that Sri Lanka managed to get to three twenty. Oh, they were Sri losing Lanka. wickets so regularly. F1 Kusal, Kusal Mendes, runs. yeah,
1: the Kusal Mendes assault was <laughs> something to see. He he took apart Jansen. Jansen was like. I mean, I don't know. I've not seen Jansen enough in uh, one-day internationals. The Jansen, I remember, is the test bowler who basically yes. just stopped India. Correct. But K- Kusal Mendes is a
0: breathtaking attack. Kusal Mendes got to his 50 before either of the other guys had even scored a run.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was in the scorecard at some point, right? 50, 53, he was 51. Pereira was, was on zero. Was zero Pereira okay. made his first run. Mendez was already past 50. Wow. And he was and the first guy. Uh, Nisanka got out for a duck. So he didn't he didn't bother the score.
1: Asalanka also uh, was, you know, accelerating. And Shanaka was... I, I watch Shanaka bad. I watched Asalanka bad. Asalanka seems like the real deal at number five. He's is,
2: yeah, you know... Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't surprised they got to 326. And I was like, if Sri Lanka had a better bowling attack and if they had restricted them to 350... South Africa to 350, they were in the game to chase.
2: They were in the game,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. South Africa was I think was the lack of
1: Google. bowling just yeah. showed.
0: Panic would have set in if the score was a 350 target and the way these guys are batting. They didn't panic because they knew 425 was pretty much out of range. So but by them, the way,
1: the last 30-run acceleration came from Jansen.
2: Huh, he was hitting uh-huh. sixes too. Right.
1: Yeah, because Klassen went out. So, we were talking about the six and we said the tail starts with Jansen. But the last 30 runs came from Jansen. <laughs> this South Africa seems very motivated. How many spinners did they did South Africa play? They only played
0: Maharaj, right? Only, only Maharaj. Only Maharaj. See. only Maharaj. I don't know whether Markram bowled at
2: all. Markram, Markram did not did bowl. Not they, they just used the five bowlers and they didn't even bowl the full 50 overs. 44.5 yeah. okay. overs, they were all out.
0: Yeah, so there's an interesting comment that was made that they're playing Australia and Lucknow where the ball will turn. So they'll bring in Shamsi for NGIDI for sure. So they'll play three spinners, Maharaj Shamsi and Markram as the part-timer in Lucknow where the ball will turn. And apparently it is the spinners who won them the three matches in, in that series, mm. the 3-2 series. Yeah, and and I, I,
1: I was looking at some numbers there. Australia's batting against South African spin was so subpar compared to South Africa batting against Australia's spin it was the spin bowlers that made the difference
2: yeah yeah
1: of course in addition to all the heating that happened
2: so yeah so smart scheduling from whoever did it they put both Australia and South Africa in Lucknow of all the places they've also put India and England in Lucknow so Lucknow was like they're like yeah, the Mari pitch, of Go ahead. <laughs> that's what has happened there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that. I fun.
0: think it's not going to be very straightforward for Australia. I
2: mean, Just a, one last point on the Lucknow pitch, right? I I it uh, I believe they have relayed that pitch after the IPL. I mean, it was like super slow pitch, right? At the IPL, they've apparently relayed it, but uh, I don't know.
0: So what they did in the IPL is they did a red soil and a black soil. Hmm. And they chose the pitch based on the opponent.
2: Right. So, so
0: that's they were, what they've done at the Chepauk, also, by the way.
2: And I again, they, and, and they they picked this pitch today. Who picks the
1: pitches? Is it IC, ICC, right? The host I, mean, I
2: think the host country gets to pick. The ho- I mean, the host I don't know what happens in the case of a neutral country. No. The host association gets to pick, okay. They get So, to pick basically, because... the UP association will just inform the two captains, the South African and the Australian captain, gentlemen, you are playing on this pitch, thank you and move away. Okay, very interesting. Okay, yeah, but, I mean, small wins that, I mean, this is how the home team, I guess, turns its huh? advantage into something.
0: See, if you remember, aggressive. India versus England in Edgbaston, 2019, these guys didn't play on a middle pitch. They played mm. on a side pitch. So correct, one I boundary remember. became very small. It was a calculated move because they knew both Chahal and Kuldeep would play. And they had one short boundary at one side and then they just massacred yeah. those two guys. Correct, correct, one correct. guy went for 90 runs, the other guy went for 85 runs or something like that. Little Let's little...
2: see how that plays. We should yeah. keep an eye out for that.
0: India, Australia. Obviously, there were some butterflies and the game started because... You never underestimate Australia. But from what I saw, the three Indian spinners were absolutely spot on. Ashwin was defensive. Kuldeep was his own attacking self. And Jadeja was literally unplayable. That ball which got Steve Smith, you cannot play that. If you notice, Jadeja in Chennai, that's one big love story as far as bowling is concerned. He bowled beautifully, 199. That game I thought was done and dusted. Until the... belt action, action in the Shubhi. second door, yeah. Honestly, I mean, had swiped at the first ball, which is the way he plays. So, you get some, you don't... Some that could very easily have taken a bigger edge and gone over the head of the hip, yeah. and that was it. He would have been up and going. He's not like Shubhan Gill. This guy will play his shots okay. from the first ball. And Shreyas Sire, he did the same thing in another game. I think the first ODI against Australia in the previous series... He hit this shot where the ball hit very uh, high of the bat, shoulder the of ma- the mm. maker, which he didn't do in the next two games. So, it was just one silly shot. In fact, Sharma, who's actually so good in press conferences, he just said, yeah, there was a couple of bad shots, but yeah, that happens. So, the way he b- brushed it off was awesome. But I thought it was a very complete performance by the team. Rahul, Brilliant Kohli is looking in supreme touch.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: Hardik Pandya's batting at the end, the little bit that he batted was very encouraging. So the only thing, the whole game that didn't work for India, besides the early wickets that fell, was Hardik Pandya's bowling was a little off. Uh, I was going yeah, to ask- I, I Yeah, I saw the replay a little bit because I hadn't seen uh, live. I thought he was struggling a little bit, which is why we need six bowlers. Thoughts?
1: Australia did not score a boundary for Mm. 73 balls between, I think, over 21 to 33. So 12 overs, basically Jadeja just topped them completely. So that was it. That was the game. Once they ceded control to the spinners, without... Starks batting, I think they would have been shot out for like 160, 165.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say 170.
1: I was telling Vasan that, you know, I started watching two overs too late. And the second ball I saw, Shaya Zair was out. (laughs) And (laughs) between the two, I thought, you know, Virat was fishing a bit outside stump when Cummins was bowling. But like Rahul was just supreme. Such smooth shots. And I think Hail Rahul also can change gears at will as he showed towards the end. I mean yes. it's just that he's curtailing himself so dramatically to uh, you know play his role. I do wonder what the King Slavan Punjab did to him in the last two or three years that he, you know he changed his approach very very drastically. but I mean it's 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 so much fun to see him back fluently. I think he's the heir apparent to Roy Sharma when it comes to style and touch and finesse. I think he showed everything today.
0: Yeah, there must be something about this guy which we sitting outside don't understand because every team management, captain, coach has been trying to keep this guy in the team. Yeah. And most. Even in the uh, test team.
2: Where, even in the test team.
0: Yeah. A lot of people think, use all sorts of words, including things like favouritism and all. But I suspect that there is something that this guy shows that they want to keep him in the team. Clearly, a lot of people think the world of KL Rahul.
2: At least as far as one days are concerned, he has a brilliant record. I was looking at, you know, history of number fives in one day internationals for India. Right up there is, of course, Yuvraj and then MS. But after those two... It's pretty much K.L. Rahul. And K.L. Rahul hasn't played as many games as both of them at five. But in the 11 or 12 games that he's played at home, he's averaging 77, including today's game, which is a not-out game, of course.
0: Do you think he'll make a comeback in the test side in the middle order? There's one less spot with uh, with uh, the arrival of Jaiswal, yeah. which meant Gil got pushed into the middle order. So there is one less slot available there.
2: So, yeah.
1: Yeah, but yeah. it was Gil was... who
0: wanted to bat down
1: in the test,
2: right? That's yeah. right. Because he, it wasn't working out for him when he was opening. I mean, which is pretty good for a 23-year-old to go to the captain or coach or whoever and say, look, dude, it's not working out. You open with the other guy. He looks better. I'll go to the middle. It worked, actually. I mean, it worked for Jaisal at least. It...
1: Did Australia wait too long to bring Zampa? Because you know the first four overs maxwell bowled he went for four overs for 9 runs
2: 9 runs yes
1: and yeah by the time zampa came over he was you know bowling with a bar of soap
2: 17th right. over is when ba- zampa came came on for the first time and right then i was like yeah. why were the two not bowling in tandem on both sides right and actually in the again the second thing is that you know four overs 9 runs why was he taken off the attack maxwell that is I mean, they could have just gone on with a few more overs. And I think, I mean, you're right. By over number 17, Dew really set in. I mean, and, and also, his very first over, Zampa's very first over, KL Rahul hit him for 3 in that first over. Yep.
1: yep.
2: Right? So, right away, the initiative was uh, taken away. And I think these guys knew that, look, Zampa's a danger man here. We Don't him on. give him anything, we'd, yeah. We mess with him over number one. We take him on. Ho so and, this is that the, the four that he hit, the delectable late cut, and all he was hitting. I mean, he was really playing shots. well. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think that was the plan. They just took uh, Zap out of his comfort zone, didn't allow him to settle, which is exactly what Rachin Ravindra and Devon Conway did to Adil Rashid. They just Azur, hit yes. him, and they just didn't let Rashid settle.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: Which Rashid's is not uh,
2: first over. He hit him for a six, uh, if I remember
0: however for us they couldn't hit ashwin in the beginning they couldn't hit jadeja and they couldn't hit kuldeep so that was it right uh,
2: kuldeep got hit in his last, over. last over he bowled 9 overs for some 27 28
0: something like that the last yes. over there was one uh, yeah. edge that got dropped yeah. as well
2: yeah. so,
0: a good first round of games but really, nothing was really exciting. Mm. They were relatively one-sided.
2: Yeah. So No edge of the seat stuff yet.
0: No edge of the seat stuff at all. Okay. And and I suspect that given the nature of the teams, there won't be much edge of the seat stuff. Mm. Anyway, to me, the best team of the first round was New Zealand. Yeah,
2: absolutely. The assault of that young kid, Rachin Ravindra, who we've only seen in a, in a test match in Kanpur. That's my exposure to Rachin Ravindra. To come out and just take on Mark Wood and Chris Woakes. I mean, of course, the bowlers helped by being wayward. But I mean, he's a 23-year-old kid playing his very first ever uh, World Cup game. And he was totally not overwrought by the situation. I mean, Adil Rashid comes on to bowl, he hits him for a six. Does the same thing to Moeen Ali. Yeah, I mean, New Zealand and Rajan for me, for sure.
1: It's uh, South Africa for me, and their top seven, not six. Top seven. <laughs> I think they are. I, I think they are missing. Who's the guy who got injured? The two bowlers, Nokia. Uh, Nokia. Nokia. I think they're missing Nokia. Their bowling looks a bit looks a bit iffy, but looks like South Africa is playing like England of 2019. I honestly would not mind a South Africa versus New Zealand finals again,
2: um, or at least a semi final if <laughs> not a final.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know that the 2027 ODA World Cup is scheduled for all South Africa. And let's hope that there is another ODA World Cup. But either one of these two teams should win this World Cup. They they both deserve it. They have waited long enough.
2: Yes, that I agree.
0: The players in the first round, Rachin Ravindra, we talked about. Devon Conway is is a class act. Basta uh, lead. KL Rahul.
2: KL Rahul. Virat Kohli, even. Virat
0: Kohli, Aidan Markram.
2: The so Indian spin trio.
0: Jag, yeah, the, yeah,
2: Jadija for sure.
0: Rasi Van der We saw some very good cricket from a lot of players. I really liked Saud Shakil, who seems to be a pretty good bat.
2: In my winners and losers list, Joss Butler is, like, number one on my losers list.
0: <laughs> ah. <laughs> so.
1: I fact, Kamen says delivered even in Pakistan's roads. He is yet to deliver in India. I think the most significant contribution Pat Cummins has done in India is that assault with the bat for KKR. Correct. So we got to see what he does.
2: One of the best ever bowlers of this era. Yeah. Yeah. If you remember, for a long time, Ricky Ponting made several tours of India and he never made runs, you know, till he finally fix that problem same thing is happening with Pat Cummins as well
0: I like the guy especially when he bowls in Australia when he bowls in England what a bowler now let's look at the next two rounds round two and round three which will span 10 matches and that's two games for each team and we can take a look at who we think would do well the first one Hyderabad on October 9th, between New Zealand and Netherlands, any predictions that Netherlands might yeah. cause an upset?
2: No, not no. with this New Zealand team. I think okay. Lockie Ferguson, hopefully, if it should be back. And, and they'll have to work out whom to drop. they probably drop Will Young and make Rachin a open. Otherwise, not even a change in squad. And uh, yeah, they'll win. They'll win.
0: Yeah, what will they do when Williamson comes back?
2: They'll find somebody else to drop, I guess.
0: I guess so. Interesting sidelight. Teja Nidamanuru is actually largely Auckland-based. Oh. Mm. So that'll be interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. The next game, we go up north to the mountains, Dharamsala, where the Nuggins are playing England.
2: Yeah, my two least favourite teams. But yeah, I think England will win this.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it looks like all four of us have said England will win. I think England is going to come out firing all cylinders. Yeah, Very possible. Just to take out their uh, anger from the yeah. New Zealand game, they're going to just pile it on, on, uh, God, on boy the Bangladeshis. Kukladesh. And if the wicket is anywhere near like what it was during the IPL, yeah. that's 400 runs for you. Yeah. Then we go down south to the land of the Nizams, Hyderabad, where Pakistan is playing Sri Lanka. Pakistan's
2: playing a second match at the Rajiv Gandhi Stadium, yeah. right? Sri Lanka is uh, coming in. So I'm voting for Pakistan again. I mean, I th- I'm hoping they solve the top three problem. But yeah, I think they're still good enough.
0: Yeah, I for think Sri Lanka. Pakistan is should be the favored for this one, Anand. I think both their
1: battings are comparable and Pakistan's bowling sucks less. So I think they will
0: win. But it does look like Vijay is leaning towards Sri Lanka. <laughs> so that's the first against the grain thinking. Then we go to the capital. that is to the land of the Delhi Capitals, where Afghanistan and India are playing. I don't know whether it'll be a road like the one that was there in the South Africa Sri Lanka match, but I think the India team has far too much firepower for this Afghanistan team to hold up.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much.
0: Um,
1: my my prediction every time Rohit scores a zero. And he plays against a team like Afghanistan. He will make them pay. So I actually feel sorry for Afghanistan team going into <laughs> go, to play that yeah. game at uh, Arun Jaitley Stadium. Okay, yeah.
0: From Arun Jaitli to Bharat Ratna Atal Bihari Vajpayee. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that is but the
2: official name of the electro Stadium.
0: Official name of the stadium where. Australia is playing South Africa. I am still thinking Australia will sneak through. Your thoughts?
1: It's, if Australia plays spin as they did today, I don't see them winning. But again, they are also wounded. So they may also, you know, come out firing all cylinders. Poor Mitch Marsh. Hopefully he will catch, catch things comes and, and then, you know, yeah. score some runs. I, it's, I think it's South Africa, but it's going to be a close game. I think that that's the first close game we will see.
2: I'm putting my money on South Africa purely based on what I saw in the two games, one involving Australia and the other involving South Africa. I mean, the the South African machinery is really working well. So I'm voting for South Africa.
0: So that will be the end of round two, which will be on the 12th. And then on the 13th, round three starts. Every team is going to play the third game. The first one is at Sikkara, Chennai, between yep. Bangladesh and New Zealand. I have selected New Zealand as my choice. But if there is any ground where Bangladesh can cause some havoc, it is that ground. Yes, because if the ball is spinning, the Bangladeshis will come into the game. Yeah, but then I will not support Bangladesh. So there you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's also Conway and uh, Santner's home ground. So of course, uh, I I think New Zealand. Yeah. But Bangladesh can cause them a lot of headache.
2: I think, again, they have this whole black soil, red soil thing, right? So it will depend on which which pitch they choose to play on as well. If they hey. play on the, the black pitch that they played today, uh, India, Australia, then, yeah, Bangladesh, I think their chances improve, do a good deal.
0: Yeah, but uh, what I heard is that Stephen Fleming is part of the support staff the New Zealand team.
2: Oh. Huh. So
0: guess who is TNCA going to listen to?
2: Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, it's still going to be New Zealand, uh, from what I see.
0: And then comes the big one. The big one. The one in which the stadium is now accommodating 144,000 people, because they're going to put 14,000 seats just like that. 18,000. <laughs> 18,000.
2: Okay. So uh... by the time the week is over,
0: we had 200,000 people. So they're putting
2: chairs like literally next to the pavilion. Uh, you, this no, is no. It just
0: say. Sarah, just karlo, do, do methe, 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 pe. Yeah, it's always possible, right? It's
2: Seriously. So, obviously, uh, we all want India, India to win. We
0: all one. want India to win. There is no analysis here. We all want India to win. Yeah. And uh, I I mean, the last thing that Jaisa wants is that we lose in Ahmedabad against <laughs> those guys.
1: I want India to win without being 5-3 or three or, you know,
2: Seven for four or whatever.
0: Yeah, that stuff
2: Two percent votes. His dad. Dad isn't winning at the next election. So yeah,
0: he <laughs> won't <laughs> <laughs> do it. But we'll come to the stadium and the tickets later. But I mean, on paper, this the absence of Nasim Shah does mean the is, India team is, is stronger is, on paper. Is stronger yeah. on paper also. Yeah. Plus the he, fact that
2: the openers aren't firing is another reason. Yeah. So the, there are enough gaps in the the Pakistani. Yeah. The, uh, the only that, question
0: uh, is whether Gil will be ready because Shubman Gill in Ahmedabad, Ahmedabad
2: yeah. is a is much better proposition than Nishan Kishan in Ahmedabad yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Afghanistan
2: then, England is the next one Delhi.
0: Afghanistan England in Delhi Afghanistan cannot score more than 200 250 runs England will hit that in 30 overs if they are chasing <laughs> so yeah. there is i mean Rashid Khan can do whatever he wants England will just Beat the living daylights out of Afghanistan.
2: Will this be the next game where we're going to see the next 400 plus score?
1: I think that yeah, yeah I think that might actually happen in Dharamshala.
2: Oh, you think even Dharamshala is a possibility? Okay.
0: I think Dharamshala yeah. is a possibility. Bangladesh, England. I think if India bats first in Delhi against Afghanistan.
2: Delhi. No, there is a 400 yeah. possibility loading there. You think?
1: Yeah, or... I mean, Ro- Rohit has to score.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yep. Low, I mean, law of averages. He will score.
0: We go to Lucknow. Where we're seeing Australia going to play against Sri Lanka. We've all chosen Australia, and the question is, whether tikshna will be fit. Yeah, because... I think.
1: I, I I think even Australia with their subpar batting against spin can do well against this Sri Lankan attack. I think that's what it is. It yeah.
0: seems so unfair that Hasaranga is not playing. He you know, just yeah. change the complexion of this team.
2: Yeah. True.
0: And the last game of the third round is in Dharamsala between South Africa and Netherlands. So everybody's gone with South Africa. I initially toyed with the idea of thinking Netherlands and then it just occurred to me, wait a minute, the T20 World Cup Meltdown by South Africa against England, Netherlands okay. will be very, very fresh in their minds. Correct. They They'll want to extract some serious revenge because revenge. they denied them a playoff spot and whatnot. Absolutely. So I Great suspect the Netherlands are going to get I'm really a... beaten up on that day.
1: Unless some team forfeits their game in Dharamsala.
0: The the forfeit business only one team will do it. The guys who can't stay within the lines. That's England. So they English. English. But
2: they won't four feet. At least
0: oh, I mean, the, like... the English coach of the Afghanistan team was whining huh. already.
2: All oh, the recording of where Mujib slipped and got his legs caught, it looked pretty bad. I mean, no, he, I mean he is I, lucky I'm... not get injured there.
0: I remember talking about it right out of the gate after the first over. Within yeah. three balls, I saw when Tuskin was running, I said, This is terrible. I mean, you can see
2: the, the dust. This,
0: or... One thing is having a bad pitch. Or a turgid pitch or a slow pitch. The other is having a what outfield like this where uh, people can be injured. Yeah.
2: In fact the That's comms the are spot
0: on. The comms are spot on that players should not dive on this pitch. Okay? Yeah. So but guess what? A similar thing was going on in Mumbai in the twenty eleven World Cup, in the match between Sri Lanka and somebody, not the final, some game, the edge of the outfield, they were still fixing up stuff to make it ready for the final. So, this is not the first time we've had ground issues. But that was isolated to one small stretch. This seems to be all over the ground. I'm surprised because they probably have the best ground in the country in terms of the lush outfield. So Now, can they physically move the game? Yeah, they can move the game. Just hop over from McLeod-Gunj over to Mohali. It's not terribly far. <laughs> but IC- ICC won't allow it.
2: No, no they won't And allow- even if
0: ICC allowed it... Allowed it yeah. yeah. There are two venues from which games will not be moved. One of them is this one. The yeah, other is Correct. Sure. So, sure. so yeah, so I'm just wondering, how are they going to accommodate the 200,000 people who are going to turn up at Motera on October 14th? <laughs> they only yeah. have got 130,000 seats, right? Yeah, They've... 110
2: to 130, depending on who you ask.
0: No, apparently the joke going around, I know that's true, I'm not, I have not been to the stadium. Apparently, at one end, it says 119, the other end, it says
2: 130.
0: Yeah. It's a fantastic stadium, no doubt. It's getting a lot of grief because the IPL final, all the rains and all that stuff and the water leaking and all.
2: And then we also had the Akshar Patel test.
0: A lot of things have happened in the stadium, but it is a fantastic stadium.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: To their credit, BCCI is giving everybody free packaged water, so... No more water being sold at some exorbitant price. All that is good
2: stuff. Yeah, yeah. Small changes, I mean, but okay, we'll take it. The fan experience in an Indian stadium is terrible. I mean, the last time I watched a test match in an Indian stadium was, I think, in 2012. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. And everything that I see about how people describe the fan experience, nothing has changed in like, 10, 11 years. So that's so like great. Really
0: cool. I I went to the market in 2014. That was the last one I went to. It wasn't good. It was just an mm. IPL match. Even that wasn't great. Okay. But yeah. it reminded me of the old Candlestick Park here. Uh, oh, in, so you where 49ers uh, yeah. <laughs> football, the oldest stadium, not the Levi's. The Levi's is very nifty. Okay, The Candlestick Park was like not terribly good this ticketing stuff is like just terrible just
2: terrible I mean, just
0: uh, it's we don't know what is going on whether it's a, a silly attempt to try to make more money out of it or just that a lot of tickets have come back from the retail units saying that hey we're not able to sell nobody's them nobody's
2: buying them yeah
0: and nobody knows at the end of the day BCCA is looking pretty stupid yeah and absolutely. by extension india is looking stupid because we can't run this tournament, in spite of having all the possible financial clout behind it. Exactly. This is just pure mismanagement.
2: Yeah, this is incompetence. Yeah. I do absolutely feel bad for the the average fan. I have friends in Ahmedabad who were desperately trying to find tickets and they had no luck whatsoever. I mean, I I was getting WhatsApp texts saying that they've run out of tickets I don't know how I'm going to go I mean like so there are people who would have liked to see the match if they hadn't announced this stupid oh here are 18,000 more tickets like a week before yeah. the actual game
0: it's just not right Their handling of the fans is just not right yeah, and just, they just take uh, fans for
2: granted yeah,
0: yeah. I guess the, I mean they are able to do so because fans are still trooping in and the yeah. ad revenue is still coming through exactly um, but this cannot go on forever
2: this cannot. Anyway, end of right.
0: Then the playing surface at Dharamsala. I think Dharamsala has got five matches. I really hope nobody gets injured. I'm just hoping that I mean, nobody should be injured because of a slide or something in a bad old Correct,
2: right. correct. Remember Simon Jones in the Ashes?
0: Exactly. Simon Jones in the Ashes. So, no, and it doesn't take much. In fact, who was it? Was it Aksar Patel? Somebody. They hurt their knee very badly. Oh, Sanju Samsung. Mm. Sanju Samsung got injured once because his knee just completely got caught in the caught. Mm. grass. It's just then dangerous. It is very dangerous. That's Any other thoughts? With this, we come to the end of our episode. We will continue with match reviews and predictions in our next episode, which will be after the completion of the third round matches. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of Cricket with the West Coast Infidels. Our hosts today were Ramakrishnan Jiayar, Anand Kumar Shankaran, and myself, Vasant Kumar, which I missed today. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Everyone. Thank you.